How strong and firm are your boundaries as a business owner, as a mission-led entrepreneur, and as a woman? Are they strong or do you think they could get knocked down in a moment's notice? This episode, I am going to be exploring boundaries, why you want to maintain them, and the pitfalls in letting go of your boundaries for both yourself and the future and longevity of the work that you love to do. Listen up to find out more. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I'm your host, Lucy Orton, and I am the anti-self-sabotage coach, a success and transformation expert, and I love all things positive psychology. I work to transform female, purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but hugely talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own their talent and their awesomeness and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence, huge resilience, and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your amazingness because we really need your voice in the world right now more than ever before. I am so grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I would love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage Breakthrough Call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of my podcast reach even more purpose-led, mission-focused entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you, thank you. And thank you for listening. Enjoy today's show and I am rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello. And I am delighted to have you here for this week's episode. Before I start with the episode in earnest, I wanted to remind you that the link is in the show notes to join the exclusive Self-Sabotage to Success podcast group on Facebook. I haven't mentioned it for a couple of weeks, so I wanted to remind you that if you haven't joined yet, please do. It will be lovely to have you in there and to communicate with you back and forth a little bit more about the podcast than we're able to do with the very nature of podcasts, which can feel sometimes like a monologue. But you guys actually are amazing and you always email me and message me and chat with me on social media so I never feel too alone. (laughs) So thank you for that. And in today's episode, I'm going to be delving into something which I've touched upon in previous episodes, but haven't given a whole episode over to really do a deep dive into. And it's boundaries. Boundaries are so key. They are really key in terms of our mindsets and in living a life that feels ours, where we're living it on our terms, that feels controllable in a good way, that feels free, which might seem the opposite of controlled, but is also really, really important. And of course, as purpose-led business owners, 
You are the one who it has huge amounts of choice about where your boundaries lie, which is a blessing and a curse. And I'm going to be talking about what makes that really difficult, but also what makes it so incredibly important. And that once you get a handle on your boundaries, it becomes a beautiful thing, a beautiful part of your life and your business and the way that those two things segue together. And in terms of the structure for today's episode, I'll talk a bit about what I mean by boundaries up front. Then I'm going to move into why this is such an important topic and why we really need to reconsider the narrative around boundaries and what I mean by that. Next, I'm going to talk about what good boundaries will do for your business, the amazing impact that you will realize when you start bringing good boundary practice into your day-to-day and into your business life. And then connected to that, why not holding onto your boundaries, why dissing your boundaries or deprioritizing them will really sabotage your business and actually very much is a form of self-sabotage. And this is something that I see with clients that actually when they don't uphold their boundaries, they do end up sabotaging not only themselves, their well-being and all the other good things I'll talk about in a moment, but their business as well. So that's where I'm going to get a bit passionate about why you need to hold the line, keeping those boundaries strong and working for you, not against you. I'll finish this episode with some tips so that you have some action points that you can take forward in terms of considering your boundary maintenance and how you can get more practiced at this because like so many things in the mindset sphere, it really is about repetition, about changing the way that you approach something and sticking to it by practicing it, by giving it a go and by testing out a new way of being and seeing if that actually serves you better. So let's begin with a conversation about what I mean by boundaries. Well, our personal boundaries are incredibly important because they really link to what it is in our life that lights us up and what drains us and what makes us feel rubbish. When those boundaries are crossed, we feel it we know that something feels off. It feels out of integrity with ourselves. It feels out of sync with what we need to be doing. And it can often mean that our time and our energy doesn't feel our own. Boundaries are vital to having healthy relationships. And that can be with friends, that can be with partners, that can be with business colleagues, with clients, and with all manner of people that we interact with. And holding on to our boundaries can be really tough, but it has huge rewards. It can look different in different contexts. And some of the episodes that I've done in the past before, like the episode about those two simple words, yes and no, talk to a lot of the elements of the boundaries conversation. Because boundaries often boil down to that, saying yes and saying no. And that can sometimes mean fighting with ourselves. It can mean we have to uphold our own boundaries. What we think is right for us will keep lighting us up and will bring us and keep us on that path of well-being and happiness and progressive mindset. But sometimes it might be a real struggle for us to answer that yes or no question with others or ourselves in a way that suits and serves our boundaries well. I'll pop and link in the show notes to that episode for any of you who haven't caught up with that one yet. It was quite a few months ago now and it is a really great episode. 
As I said, we are going to delve a little bit further into boundaries because it is wider than just the yes or no question. And I'm passionate that it's particularly resonant to purpose-led entrepreneurs because often, and I see this in the clients that I speak to, the very fact that you're purpose-led entrepreneurs and mission-driven means that it can be really difficult to keep those boundaries firm when you are driven by such a great cause, when you have that absolute passion and commitment to your work, it can sometimes be difficult to see the boundaries wood from the trees. So why is it that we need to reconsider boundaries? Why do we need to keep this front of mind? And I think a lot of that is because we're fighting against a culture that wants to erode those boundaries. We're fighting against a culture and a tradition and a narrative that tells us we need to keep hustling. We should always say yes to every opportunity. We're in a scarcity situation. So if we say no, especially, for example, as a self-employed business owner, we are risking something. We're risking our future prosperity, the work that will come in. If we say no to one thing, we're almost telling the universe that we don't expect or want work. And we're risking relationships maybe with clients. And actually, I'll talk about this in a bit more detail later, but often the opposite is true. And all of this speaks to a limiting belief that boundaries like self-care and like self-kindness sometimes is selfish in some way, is offensive in another way, and that it is not okay to consider ourselves. It's not okay to put ourselves in the picture. Meanwhile, I believe, and I see it every day, that considering yourself and creating habits and routines and having non-negotiables, which I'll talk about a little bit more later, is the bedrock of a business that works for you and therefore a business that will be successful, that will be profitable and that will create that impact that you desire. And I do believe here it is connected to a wider societal malaise and specifically one which can cause problems for those of us, including myself, who have worked in corporate. When the boundaries were taken largely out of our own hands a lot of the time, when we were told where we had to be and what we had to do and when the day stopped or didn't stop, and actually that corporate programming, as one of my lovely clients likes to term it, is hard to undo. And it's a realisation as well that, do you know what? No one else is going to change these boundaries. No one else is going to keep me in the place that I want to be so that I'm doing the work of the type and the amount and in the way that feels good for me. It's all on my responsibility, actually. I'm sure that some people listening, if you're still in corporate, might think, oh, actually, I have really good boundaries and my work allows me to create those boundaries for myself. That may well be the case. But there is also a safety net when you're working for someone else that the office is going to close at some point, that suddenly your colleagues are not going to be there answering their email. And in the purpose-led entrepreneurship arena, everything is more blurry. Everything can seep into every single aspect of life if we're not careful enough to really maintain and correct those boundaries when we go off course. So, what will good boundaries do for your purpose-led business? How are they going to help you and why are they absolutely worth maintaining, salvaging, implementing if they don't already exist? 
Well, they will absolutely help you grow your business. They will help you increase your profitability, as I mentioned earlier. They will help you be more visible in the right places. They will help you feel like you have more integrity with your work and that you can focus more fully on your mission because you're going to be able to say yes to the right things, no to the wrong things and protect your own time and energy when your boundaries are being upheld. It also means you're going to fend off long-term resentment of the clients that you serve, of the work that you do. It's going to prevent you becoming burnt out at the end of it. And even before you get to the stage of being burnt out, it's going to stop you losing the joy in the work that you do. I know that so many people listening to this podcast have huge passions in what they do. That passion needs protecting. When you commit to protecting yourself and protecting your passion, it means that you're going to increase the sustainability of your business. And this can be directly linked to increasing the time that you have for leisure, for pursuits that are outside of the work that you do. And no matter how passionate you are about your work, it really is so crucial to create that sustainable business because you love it, you want it to keep going, and you don't want to burn out in the process. One of the consistent conversations I have with purpose-led entrepreneurs around boundaries is that guilt that they feel in terms of servicing those clients to the nth degree, being that amazingly attentive partner, service provider, esteemed expert. And actually, that can also be a very limiting belief that isn't based in evidence. If we put our pragmatic heads on, we can start to challenge that and think, actually, every time that I say no to a client or that I explain what the parameters are of my service, I'm empowering them to work in a healthy way with me, to understand where my limitations end and that I am a business as well as them. Like the wider business situation, this can lead to greater sustainability and partnerships built on respect and understanding and open communication. So you might say to me, hang on, how is it going to be good for my business to hold on so tightly to my boundaries that I miss opportunities, that I say no to things that could be good for me? And of course, this is nuanced. There's always a time when it's worth slackening off your boundaries and saying yes to something that feels good, that feels right, even if it's slightly out of alignment with where you'd like to be in terms of your energy, in terms of your time, in terms of your costs. There's always a nuance and there's always time. But I ask you this question as well to consider when it's you you're arguing with rather than a client. If you're really struggling to say no to something that you you think in your heart you probably should say no to from a boundaries perspective, ask yourself this, what opportunity am I opening up if I say no? And this can be challenging because we often see no as a closed door, as the end of something, but it absolutely can open up opportunities. It could be that by saying no to an unpaid speaking gig, you are saying yes to more time in your diary to develop your business and to approach those absolute dream clients. 
There's lots of other examples, but when you close a door, you really can open an opportunity and it doesn't always feel like that. We feel like we need to keep running through saying yes, yes, yes to everything as if we're in some kind of Mario game and we're trying to hit every single square above our heads. And again, I'm showing my age there, but Mario does still exist in the video games world. It just looks slightly different these days to the lovely 3D version I remember. Maybe actually my analogy is wrong. Maybe I should be thinking about Sonic the Hedgehog. You know those games, those levels where you just had to get all the rings, you just had to catch everything. And I think we can sometimes have a mentality like that around our business. And it's not always the case. In fact, it's often the opposite where we're intentional, where we pick and choose the parts that are going to work for us, that are going to help us grow, that are going to really be that 80-20 rule and create the most impact and the most profit, it's much more mindful to make those conscious decisions rather than approaching our business like it's a game of Sonic or Supermarket Sweep and we just have to grab everything while we can. Likewise, when we loosen our grip too much on our boundaries, what do we end up with? How does this end up sabotaging us? As I said before and touched upon, it can increase our resentment, it can reduce our joy, it can create more stress and more time pressure. It can also mean we end up working with less ideal clients or projects and therefore it can mean we have less or slower growth to where we want to be, where we're aiming for with our mission. And it can also mean that we end up attracting the wrong people into our business. The lovely Jessica Lorimer, who was on one of my earlier podcasts, a fantastic episode of the Empowered CEO interview series, which I recommend you listen to. She talks about freebie hunters and baby birds and how if you keep giving people too much for nothing or or for very low prices, they will really struggle when you put down your boundaries and say, well, this is my price and this is the project and this is what you'd need to pay for it. And I think this is a really nice idea and a very good visual of those baby birds with their mouths wide open, just expecting, expecting, expecting to be fed. And another element of that, and it's a real red flag in terms of how loosening your boundaries can be really sabotaging for yourself and for your business is when people repeatedly say to you and you allow it let me pick your brains because often let me pick your brains means I'm going to ask you something very professional and maybe we have a friendly relationship which means it's okay for me to start the interaction like that but I'm not going to pay you even though I'm treating you as a really trusted business partner as someone who should be giving me advice like this but I'm withholding the funds that mean it's a fair interaction. So whenever possible we need to keep those boundaries in place because otherwise it becomes difficult to come back from it. It becomes difficult to say oh no I don't answer emails after 6pm when we've answered them after 6pm so many times before or I don't work on Fridays and then suddenly we're arranging rearranging our working weeks or our leisure time to fit in a client who can't do any other day of the week. When we can be strong on boundaries we're actually giving our clients a gift of clarity and communication and the ability to make their own decisions based on those very clear guidelines and ground rules that we are providing them with. 
So we have chatted about why we need to reconsider and challenge the narrative around our boundaries, both within ourselves and with others. What good boundaries can do for your business and how they can make it grow and thrive. And the opposite, why not holding firm can really sabotage your business. So I want to now finish on some tips for boundary maintenance so that you've got some kind of concrete ideas of things to try in order to keep those boundaries tight if you're managing that pretty well already or to start creating those boundaries in your own head first and foremost and with your clients. And if this is something that you'd really like to work on and you're interested in working with me, you can go to my calendar link, which is bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call. In terms of the tips I have for you today for boundary maintenance, I would say first and foremost, it's worth remembering and taking responsibility that this is on you. As I said at the beginning of the episode, only you are going to create and maintain these boundaries and only you can allow them to be eroded. So that's my top tip first and foremost is to bear that in mind. The next more practical tip you could do is brainstorm your non-negotiables and think about what it is that means so much to you in your daily work, in terms of your self-care, in terms of the kind of work you want to prioritise, in terms of any other hobbies or commitments or family that you want to work around put all of those things in practice and think about what the non-negotiables are. So maybe your non-negotiable is, I always sit down for dinner with my family at 6pm and that for you is a complete non-negotiable. Maybe it's that you do not pick up your email on a Saturday or Sunday and that really is a non-negotiable for you. Maybe actually you don't mind picking up the odd email on a weekend, but your non-negotiable is about fitting your sport into your week. These are totally personal, but creating a list of non-negotiables is really revealing in terms of what it is you want to hold firm to when you're creating and maintaining these boundaries. It also means it's more inspiring because you're not just trying to stop things from happening, you're actually trying to make great things happen and to protect the time that means you can really enjoy both your work and your time outside of work. Of course, I also want you to remember self-kindness always. If you let go of a boundary and you feel upset about it or it has caused a problem in your life in some way or other, be self-kind. Don't beat yourself up about it after the fact. Take it as a learning and use it to inform you as you move forward with your boundary setting and your boundary maintenance. Another really practical boring tip is creating watertight contracts and watertight policies. Being really clear in the written word can make setting your boundaries easier because you have something clear to refer back to and it doesn't feel as emotionally heavy as having those conversations face to face when you're not when you're not used to it when you're new to setting and maintaining really strong boundaries be as clear as possible as well in your communication simplify your language and don't apologize because that is often where we start to undo our boundaries and start to unravel the things that we really want to put in place. So whether that's in written communication, especially as a first starting point, but then in future in your spoken communication, being clear and straightforward and unafraid of pauses while the 
person opposite you digests what you've said is really empowering in terms of running your business the way that helps you, that works for you and that sustains your business in the long term. And finally, tech can really help us with our boundaries, whether that's an out of office that tells your client that you're not working, whether it's using a communication tool that is just for your clients so there's no blurring between real life, social life and business life. So for example, using Voxer instead of WhatsApp to exchange voice memos with your client, not ever responding to people via your personal Facebook page, for example. And also there are other ways that tech can really help. Giving yourself time off from tech, actually. And I have got a new product, which I've been talking about a little bit on LinkedIn called an Onyx Books Note Air. And I sadly am not sponsored by them, but I feel like I should be. And it's an electric electronic notebook, an e-ink notepad, which means I can just write on it with a stylus and then it'll convert my notes into electronic documents or I can save them all. It's it's really nifty bit of kit. And one of the reasons I like it is I can't see emails on it. I can't see social media. I can't see inquiries. I can be purely and simply in my work when I want to be on it. And equally, I can sit and read using the Kindle function on this particular notepad without worrying again about work because no one can contact me on this device. So knowing when to withdraw from tech can be a really useful boundary maintenance device. I know I probably need to do a whole other episode on how we have a progressive mindset around our tech. But just to add on that at the end, I think sometimes tech can be your friend, as I mentioned with the with the tools earlier, but also when we can step back from tech. I hope this episode has been really useful for you today, that it has galvanized you into action on those boundaries, whether that's strengthening them, maintaining them, or starting some boundaries in your business and in your life. Until next week, I hope you have an awesome week ahead and I look forward to being here at the same point next week for a new episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Take care, keep being awesome, celebrate those wins, maintain those boundaries, and I will see you soon. Bye for now.